Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. On April the 10th, 2016, from the fair city of Coolidge, Arizona, this is God's heavenly headquarters. And if you've never been here, you have missed everything in life. It's cloudy today, and when I left Sun Lakes, it was raining a little. Not raining down here yet. We have a couple of things in in, um, introductory comments. Um, I'll tell you what they are. We're going to to just briefly look at two charts, uh, just a quick explanation of them, and then um, Greg's going to give us an idea that he presented on um, Ananias and Sapphira, and then we'll get into our text in chapter 5 and verse 18. So first of all, do all of you have one of these this chart handy? I do. However many you need. Oh, I need one. I need uh, We're not going to dis- we're not going to discuss the content particularly, but um I want to just make a couple of explanations that these these charts this particular chart has a listing of the order of the how when the new testament books were written uh, there is a right off the bat there's a mistake um, and um <coughs> It's probably going to be a little more time-consuming than you would think. But I've got Colossians. If you see Colossians there, and what's the number after the book of Colossians? 18. Well, that can't be. And I don't know what the answer is offhand. When I did that, I either I made a typo error or something. But Revelation is 16, and Revelation cannot be written prior to Colossians. Because when Revelation was written, Colossians had, Colossae had already been destroyed by an earthquake and was not a part of the seven churches of Asia. Otherwise, there would have been eight. See that? So the order, that's how you determine the order of the book. And uh, somehow I've got, a, I've got a mistake there. But the, but the idea is still valid. Um, we might be a number or two off. But see, the big picture is that a lot of people are not aware. They think the Bible is written in the order of how the books were found in the Bible. Well, that's just not true with either the Old Testament or the New Testament. And so, generally speaking, the idea that is presented by those numbers is is the idea is right. Uh, Some of the specifics 
I think are, uh, I just discovered that this morning, are flawed, and that's one reason why. And this just gives you an overview of the events of the New Testament, um, and Greg has done a great job of um, putting color to it, my otherwise drab drawings. Okay, that's enough for that one. And then we have one that we're going to pass out that I, this is the one on spirit, and this is the one that, uh, if this doesn't make you mad, you're either not thinking or you've been here for a while. And that's this one. And we have listed not all. Um, can you do that, Alex? Um, we we have listed samples, if not all, of the phrases of how the word spirit is used. The spirit of truth, the spirit of grace, the spirit of glory, the spirit of wisdom. And, and I've given you passages where that is found, and then the last two, the spirit of Christ and the spirit of God. Once you understand what the word spirit is talking about, one is that it is never, in any case, ever referring to a person. So anybody who talks about a trinity should be lined up in front of the firing squad. Now that's if you're going to be gentle with them. Otherwise, I would suggest torture. Um, because, you see, you can't change how a word is used when it's used consistently. We know that when he's speaking about the spirit of slavery, that he's not saying that slavery is a separate entity. When he's talking about the spirit of revelation, revelation is not a separate entity. Now, when we get down to Christ, all of a sudden we change common sense, we jump out of that bottle of common sense and say, oh, that's a separate entity. Well, if it isn't anywhere else, why would you change? That's because we have missed the point of what the word spirit and how it is used. And in some cases in the Hebrew of the Old Covenant, uh, the word spirit is in the feminine gender, which means it's the operative of whatever it is that it's associated with. It's just like in the New Testament, deacons in plural is in what gender? Feminine gender. Because it, it means as a group, they're an operative part of the body of Christ, the church. Eldership is in what gender? All made up of males. Why? Because when, as a group, it's representing the operative, the activity of that group. So all we have to do is start paying attention to what we're reading, and that's why we have some introductory ideas on Greek. But notice, the, the, I've tried to get a definition of spirit, and I'm not saying that we've got it complete, but at the top of the page, spirit is the evidence. That's why in Matthew 12, when it says, when you speak against the Spirit, you've committed what? The sin of blasphemy. Because what is it you're speaking about? 
if you're speaking against the Spirit of God, you're speaking against the evidence that identifies him. And if you speak against that identity, you've got nothing left, and there's no recovery. See? But if you make it a separate person, it doesn't mean anything. So spirit is the evidence that gives a person, place, or thing its identity. You go to a ball game, and what's the evidence that something is going on? All the people, noise. You've been in in a communion meditation recently. You used it, Mm -hmm. the ball game. Mm -hmm. There's a spirit. The spirit is the evidence that something's going on and that there's something going on, something's going on. It's the evidence. And you read that evidence. It's not a separate entity. On the side, we have it defined a little bit differently because there's a reason why. The spirit defined on the side of this chart is it is the inherent. That means it's something that is inherent to whatever it is, a person, thing, or an activity, and that gets relief. If you go to a ball game and you hear nothing and you see nothing, very likely there's nobody there. You know, or the Diamondbacks are playing, and that could be. Yeah, yeah, that that was great, Alex. So the it's the inherent, what it is that makes a person up, and and then it gets released, it's expressed. You read that. You're reading that person's spirit. It's not a separate entity over here in a harness. You see the point? Is that clear? So this gives you the basis, the reasons why we believe that it is in error to ever make in our minds a reference to the spirit as being a separate personal entity and that it is always the evidence that gives a person, place, or thing its identity. And then that's consistent with how it's always used in the New Testament. Just like any lie, it it builds more. Um, I've had friends, family members, acquaintances, my own son. Dad, I was, you know, I got baptized, but I don't feel any different. Oh, yeah. I, if, if the Holy Spirit's in me, then it's not doing anything. It's no. just being quiet. Oh, just be patient, son, you know? And what a... That, that's tragic. Because that's this talk. And you're starting off with a negative. Yep. And I... I you, you, and that's personal. That's, that's real. Yeah. It, because the church has, has taught the wrong thing it throws people into an intellectual dilemma. Yes. And folks, we got to get through that somehow. Amen. And I don't know what I can do with Sharon. <laughs> it may be too late. You rascal. <laughs> you ought to see what she piles up on my computer. Surprising how I can ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. 
Well, oh, we've already had Greg working. He's made some corrections on this already. And and then I discovered that I have an error there in the numbering cycle. But that doesn't affect the principle, does it? The the principle is that they're not they're not written in the order that they appear in your New Testament. So if we have to adjust those numbers, which we are going to have to do, um, we'll we'll do that. But secondly, the one on the chart should be self-explanatory. You should never, uh, if we're accurate here, and if you ever fear, uh, think of a way that we can fine-tune it, why we're in that process now of fine-tuning some of these charts, and I got 22 of them from Sharon this week that all require some work. And she's been sending stuff to Greg, and he's working on some charts now that are not easy because they're they're products of the Tuesday night class. The, the disorganization of it is that it's just another tree with a yellow ribbon tied around it. That's all it is. Yep. On oh, what issue? Oh, just the organization, the listing of oh, it. Oh, okay. It's, it's meant to twist the mind. It's meant to. Yeah. I don't know exactly the rhyme or reason why, but, but behind it, but. Well, there there are groupings that don't have anything to do with the order in which they were written, like the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John um, were written as biographies. So there, it's a group of biographies. Then the book of Acts is a book of history, uh, but it stands alone. And then you have the books of Paul, writings of Paul. And they're, they're grouped together, the epistles to the churches. Then you have the um, the epistles that are written to uh, the evangelist, Timothy and Titus. Um, then you have those Philemon, uh, and it was kind of a personal thing, and then Hebrews. So th- those, those books of Paul are categorized according to who they were written to, who they were written for. So that's how they're grouped in there, see. And that helps. But that doesn't give you the order of when they were written. So what this chart does is try to bring them back into the order in which they were written, and particularly when it deals with the book of Revelation, that Revelation is not the last book of the Bible written. That's the issue that comes to my mind, is that they put it at the end because it concerns the end. Because it concerns the end, but not the end that they put it there to determine. That's, that's what I'm talking about is the, the yellow ribbon. It, it, you that's got what it. I, I, that's what, all right. Glad we got that clarified. That's good. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I was writing something else. What Starting from James down, what did you call those? Just curious. First Peter, second Peter, first John. Oh, well, after um, yeah, those are specialty letters. I just call them specialty yeah, letters. Yeah, yeah. Right. Down to Jude. And then usually Revelation is categorized as as um, the the apocalypse. And in our mind, why of course that's referring to the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. Which is the end of what? The old age. End of the old age. The end of Judaism. And the the Bible, the New Testament never speaks. Did you hear what I said? Never. 
How long is never? Never is never. Never. Never speaks of the end of time. But we think it does because we've been conditioned, Alex, that when we see the end, it's talking about the end of time. It's talking about the end of Judaism. The end of the Mosaic age. Got that? All right, let's go to let's go to our text now, folks. That's enough of that. Let's go to verse eighteen of chapter five of the book of Acts. Uh, book of Acts, great book. We're dealing with the beginnings of some of the acts of some of the apostles. That's what this book is about. How what God had in mind for four thousand years how it is coming into fruition. And it is, it is interesting that, that this, which is the dream of God coming to where it becomes available to all of mankind, starts and there's just no trouble. No trouble anywhere, right? Or have you been with me? You've missed the point, haven't you? It's filled with trouble. All along the way, we're having, and and now we've got the establishment in verse 17. And are they for or against? They're against. The establishment is against. They don't want, they do not like the threatening aspect of the gospel, the simplicity of the good news. So we have we have now the establishment well defined in verse 17 and they were filled with indignation. That, that word jealousy, that's, that's when you don't want anything to be compared to you, correct? That's right. It's like how God sees. It's the opposite of envy. Yes. You don't want anything to be compared anywhere near you. That's right. And, of course, that's why he was a threat. They, uh, what the apostles were saying was a threat to them. And so, in verse 17, we have the establishment. Verse 18 now, where we begin today. Um, they coddled and supported the apostles. Because they saw in the apostolic office all of the promises of God coming to fruition so they could realize the benefit of it. Is that what it says? No. That's what people think. Yeah, yeah. They laid their hands on whom? You see, and people get tired of me harping on this apostolic authority thing, but folks, that is the issue. Oh, yeah. Well, it didn't work. They laid their hands on the apostles because they stood out. They were the ones who had the authority. And notice what they did to them. 
they they put them uh, in in the common prison. What an insult! Where and the text goes on where they remained until now. Are you following, or did you all go to sleep? As Neil would say, you're being silly. <laughs> what was that? Your Bible doesn't say all of that. You don't have the tractor version. No. Okay, now, so they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison where they remained until now. And that's still not it? Okay, you're getting ahead of me, Kaipo. No, 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 you're right. You're, the, your answer is right. But I'm trying to, I, I want to make a point. What, how I just read that, if you do not believe in apostolic authority, that's how I read it is how you believe it. that the apostles were put away and locked up, and they still are, because we talk about Jesus. We don't talk about the apostles. Isn't that right? In most of our churches, I mean our own conservative churches, you, you don't hear about, do you often hear about apostolic authority? No, you, you, that's because... They think it was a secondary Christ worshiping Christ yeah. because the apostles are just followers of Christ. But he made them the executors of his will. And we have no access into what Jesus taught or said apart from the apostles. We have the idea that there's more... And that's a whole other perspective, Alex. So you're right. So they, they put them in the common prison in verse 18, but I always like it when there's a death. That's delta epsilon. That means there's a contrast going on. And notice, and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, see there it is. The death there in verse 19. But the angel. But during the night. And I'm kind of reading from the King James here. I should probably read from your text. But the the angel. And that, that but there is sometimes translated and. But and is connecting something that is like itself doesn't mean that all the characteristics are alike, but and is the connecting of like, it's apples to apples. But death is translated sometimes and, but it's really but because it's the conjunction that ties contrasting things. You see that? You see that rule? Well, then I remember that the next time you read it. <laughs> that we're talking about something that's being contrasted. So 
So the angel of the Lord, in contrast to what the Sanhedrin had done, this messenger, we don't have any any more information, so we don't go there, do we? We don't start gasolating. You get a lot of trouble if you start, you know, adding to what we have, and we just have that an angel, a messenger of the Lord, by night, what would you guess? This is just this is a freebie. What would you guess about the word "by"? It's not "by." Why do they use the word "by"? Why do they use the word "by grace" when that doesn't exist? Why do they use the word "by faith"? It doesn't exist. Why do they use that word "by"? It's a word that suggests an operative object. And the thing that is usually used in those issues is a static issue. That means it is like a house. A house is static. house doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do anything. But within it, you go and you participate in its warmness and in its hospitality. But it's static to everything outside of itself. It should be through the night or on account of, depending. That depends upon uh, what case it's been. And uh, we can look at that. This is in the genitive case, so it's probably meaning through. The night is not operative. The, the night is not operative. The, the, the night doesn't do anything, it just happens. It's static. <laughs> A lot of things happen at night. Plus, that's when you traditionally sneak someone out of jail. Yeah. You know. But it isn't the night that does it. No. Because there's probably people that belong in that jail, you know, that should probably stay there. So that, you know, usually nights for sleeping, and probably most of the prisoners were. And Well, you know, I, 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 I don't want to do what you just warned against, but... Uh, yeah. You know, it well no, you're you're illustrating my point very well is that night doesn't cause anything to happen or not to happen. It's static. It's just it's there. Now we can use it. To our advantage. No American Sanders says uh, but during the night. Okay, well, as opposed to side night. My Greek has both through and during under that word. Um, and probably both are meaningful there. But it, but my, my point is that night isn't what caused it to happen. It's just like by grace. See, that doesn't exist in the New Testament. It does in your English versions, but that's not accurate. But grace doesn't cause anything to happen. It is what is available to every man. It's available, but it doesn't cause anything. It's not the cause. By suggests the cause. I hope you remember that. You traveled to Mexico by way of the Greyhound bus. The Greyhound bus is doing the travel. Yeah. That's the operative. That's the, that, then it's operative. And there is a Greek word for by, and it's used, uh, and when it is used, 
um, that's fine. But there's, but there's accurate ways to present it and there's inaccurate. It's right on. So most of the time, people, most of our churches believe that grace is operative, um, that prayer is operative, and it's never operative. We, we, we just have got to begin to get our thinking straight. Because if we don't get it this generation, what's going to happen to the next generation? They're all going to end up like Sharon. Oh, she's here! Oh, usually I can pick on her because, how's Dan? Not quite up. All right, good to see you today. Did you walk? All right. It's not a bad 60 miles in the rain. Did you get some rain coming down? I did. I started out. It was raining a little bit in Sun Lakes. Yeah. Okay, so the angel of the Lord uh, during or through the night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, now that's all that we have. We know that the word angelos means what? Messenger. We don't know any more than what is said, so we don't go there. No, the messenger belonged to the Lord. But it belonged to the Lord. Belong, that's right. Of the Lord means that it was uh, possessive of the Lord. David, was this a supernatural occurrence, or was, did the guy have a key? Well, we don't know. It doesn't tell us. It just said he opened the door, and if it was supernatural, uh, he wouldn't need a key. Right. I don't know. That's why I made a point of... I'm pretty sure it was supernatural. But we don't know. That, that's my, my point is that because all we can go by is what it says. You know, we can also speculate that, you know, the apostles could heal and do things. You don't think they could open a door? They could open their own door. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think God would send an angel with a key to go open. No, he didn't. He, you know, but, we, but we don't know. You know, the Roman guard was a convert. <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be that it was an in, inside job. You see, the, the reason I'm making a point of this is we have to just stay where the text is. We can't, we can't read into it more than what is there. There may be some clues. Sharon, did you have your hand up? Yeah, I did. Um, I was wondering if an angel of the Lord opened the gate to the prison. The apostles would have, I'm thinking, had to recognize Well, they are particularly in the next verse. Sharon, I think I get your point because you know why? Because it was written down. Yeah. Somebody had to see it and write write it down. Dr. Luke. Somebody wrote this. Dr. Luke wrote this down and wrote it in in that way for a reason. Yeah. The same apostles, they were uh, locked up. They 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 uh, they wrote that again. Well, they yeah. Doctor Luke wrote all of this, so, but he did it as the recourse of much research. 
he says, I have, I'm presenting to you a treatise, O Theophilus, in chapter 1. Okay, so the angel of the Lord by night, through the night, during the night, opened the prison doors. And I suspect that the word opened is in what voice? Anybody want to guess? I would say active. The, because the angel is opening the door. And it's a, and interestingly, it's a participle. So it's, it's describing that the door is open. It's, it's talking here more, more about the state of the door than it is about how the door got opened. It's just an open door. The reason that it was opened is explained just a few words down. Yeah. All right. So, and um, uh, he opened the prison doors and brought them forth. The them refers to the ones who had been put in the prison, and that's, that's the whom? The apostles. And he said to the apostles, you're whipped. Get your tail between your legs. Run for your life. I like that. You know, sometimes you all follow along, you, you get pretty smart. So go stand and speak in the temple. Now, the angel, who is a messenger, I wish they, we didn't use the word angel. I wish it was just the word messenger. Yeah. No, it's just a sparkly, shiny something in a white robe, and that's not what it is. No. Not what it is. No, and, and yeah, this, you know, who knows? We make it much more real when we read it as it is. I've seen players from that Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's, I, he doesn't have his wings yet. Okay, so go to the disciples, to, to the disciples or to the apostles, the disciples that had been appointed by Christ as his apostles, his, the executors of his will. He said he would inform them as to all the things that they needed to know as they went their way. That was not promised to you and it was not promised to me. If I don't know what I'm talking about and I get up, I'm not going to get any supernatural message. If I do, it's not from God. Because God doesn't operate that way. He said, you know, think about it. If God operated that way, well, I was just led by the Spirit. That's, the, that's a crock of baloney, as Harold Dr. Ford would say. If that's the kind of baloney, because I actually like it. Well, I do too. So, yeah, it is. It, 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 with a new term. It's not a good thing for baloney. That's right. And we need to protect baloney. We may have to go with hogwash. Hogwash. <laughs> yeah, go. stay with the hogwash. <laughs> okay, now you go and you stand and you speak. 
You go and you wimp. That isn't what it says. You go, you stand. You go into the place where you were forbidden to go, into the place of the establishment. That's what he talks, that's about who he's talking about in verse 17. You go and you stand and you speak in the temple. Now in there, you're going to have people general people that are not a part of the establishment, that they don't want you, the establishment doesn't want you to communicate your message to all the people because what was, what was happening with the people? They were picking up their ears and listening and doing their homework. And you talk to those people all the words that you select that are favorable to where they are in their lives. And that's another thing that we read into it that's not there. All the words. Now, notice the word word. How were they to communicate Knowledge to the people through words. Words. That's God's means of communicating to man is from his mind to your mind via the revealed word. God will not violate himself and come and do something directly to your thinking. You can do what you want. God isn't going to do it. And if you think he does, it wasn't he that did it. You've got to know that. We've got to come to grips with some of these issues that are predominantly wrong in most of our groups today. And I'm not here to be popular. To the people, all the words of this life. The only way you can determine and learn and find out about the life is through words. So, folks, we have to get our words right. And it's all of them. Not selectively, as I read into it. Words of this life. Can you look up at the word, the, de- the definition of the word um, remata? Okay, no- nothing significant there. All right, is, it, is our time gone? Is it 15 to Folks, we're going to have to close. Well, we actually made a couple of verses. That's, that's unusual. Hey, that word... That first word in verse 20, go, that's eerily similar to prayer, isn't it? No, this is uh, Peru, whereas... Still a forward action, I know that one. Yeah, a forward action. It's it's, uh, P... um, 
Well, we don't need to go yeah. there. Okay, we're going to have to close, folks. So here, here we have just a quick review. We have the the establishment laying hand on, and they have properly identified the source of the trouble, and that's the apostles, because they were the ones doing the healing. They were the ones with the authority for the message that they were teaching. So they snatched them out from the people, from, a, from amongst the people, and put them in a prison to isolate them. And during the night, why an angel or a messenger comes and opens the doors where they are, the prison doors, brings them out, brings them forth, and then gives them an order in verse 20, you go, you go back to the temple, you stand in the temple, and you speak to the people all the words of this life. That means no compromise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these precious moments together today. I'm thankful for the awesome spirit of the folks here to learn and to discuss, to contribute verbally their ideas. And we look forward to meeting again on the Lord's Day next week. In Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.